Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Hey, we can all use a little hope and an uplifting message, especially today, and here it comes. Anthony Mazzarelli is many things, many things to me in particular. He's a lawyer, he's a doctor, he is the co-president of the Cooper University Healthcare System in Camden, New Jersey. Think 8,500 employees, think $1.6 billion in revenue. He runs that hospital system. More importantly, for my purposes, he was my first ever intern many years ago when he was both in law and medical school. He's now the author of his second book, co-authored with Dr. Stephen Treziak, one of his colleagues at Cooper. It's a follow-up to their hit, Compassionomics, and this book is called Wonder Drug, Seven Scientifically Proven Ways That Serving Others Is the Best Medicine for Yourself. Now, that's all the good news. The downside is that Maz 
still fashions himself as my intern and provided me with TC with an outline for this interview. It's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm borderline insulted because it implies <laughs> I didn't read your book. Are you kidding me, Matt? You smart. think you would be sitting here if I hadn't actually read the book? I knew you read the book. The it was to, you know, to help with prep for the show cuz you know, think I know how much you prepare for every single show. Do you mind if I do the interview my way? Of course. Cuz after all, I mentioned in the acknowledgments so, and then you tell me what I missed. Here's the thesis. In Compassionomics, you provided, uh, you proved, you proved anecdotally and with scientific data that a patient's outcome can improve when a healthcare provider shows them compassion. Compassion defined as an emotional response to another's pain or suffering involving an authentic desire to help. Now you and Dr. Treziak are back testing the idea that your earlier findings are actually universal and this could apply to everyone. Absolutely. So Compassionomics was initially about looking at who receives care, right? So if you receive care, more compassionate care, you have better outcomes, it lowers costs. But the third thing we found is the impact that it had on those who give care, those who focus on patients. And what it showed and what we found was that it decreases burnout. It has all kinds of positive effects. And then we said, wait a minute, why would it just be healthcare? Maybe, maybe the way we treat each other, maybe the way that people interact. And if you are more focused on other people, if you think about how you can be helpful and giving and kind, you can have the same impact for everybody when they do that. And that's what we went back to the literature with that thesis, that hypothesis. And we dove into another 250 you know, original science uh, papers and articles and found the data that, yeah, indeed, it's it's really true. It's amazing. In other, words, in other words, there was something to our mothers talking about karma or paying it forward. Or in my case, my, my former next door neighbor, Pat Croce, who has led his entire life believing in karma and paying it forward. You're saying there's actual data that supports that. Well, yes and no, because what we would say is karma is the idea that the universe owes you because you did good things. We're saying, no, no, that's not it. It's not, it's not some kind of existential thing. It's when you connect with people and you help people, it does things inside your body that give you positive benefits. It also makes those other people and other people treat you differently, which has positive benefits. And there's lots of data and examples to show that it's true. Early on in the book, here is a brief preview list of potential health benefits from serving others. Longer life, better control of blood pressure, fewer cardiovascular events like heart attack and stroke, better functional status in the elderly, less chronic inflammation, slower aging, better willpower and physical stamina, more energy, more sleep, less depression, less anxiety, more happiness and fulfillment. You want to do better by yourself, go help somebody else. Absolutely. I mean, and there's, you know, let's just take one thing. I think there's an interesting study. Let's take pain. They've done studies where they have had people hooked up to functional MRIs and they look and they actually have them helping other people, being supportive and see that area of the brain light up. And then they give them electric shocks. And then the, the people actually, the pain centers of the brain, don't light up as high. The higher the um, supportive part, the part of their brain that shows that they're helping people is lit up, the less the pain area lights up. 
it can literally reduce the way you feel pain, among all those other health benefits. And then even one study that's fascinating is they looked at married couples. And among married couples, if you have a partner that is more, has done more to volunteer, to, that looks like they're more supportive to other family members, they live longer than the person who's eating, drinking the same as them, same friends, sleeping in the same bed. The book comes at a good time because technology and trends toward solitary contemplativeness, I guess would be the word. Think yoga, think meditation, think mindfulness uh, is making us, and you point this out in the book, more me-focused. Yeah, it, this is a really a 50-year trend, right? So if you think back, you have, um, if you remember Tom Wolfe, the big cultural critic, the author, he writes in the 1970s that that's the era of the me decade. He writes that in New Yorker magazine. And then you have the greed decade of the 80s. Remember that? It was all about me and greed. Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gordon Gecko. Yeah, Gordon Gecko, right? Greed is good. Then you go into the 90s where it's all about self-esteem. Everyone gets a trophy. Again, right into the 2000s where the internet is now all about me, right? 2006, remember, I don't know if you remember, the person of the year in 2006 was you. Not meaning you, Michael Smirkanish. It was a Mylar cover that looked like a mirror. Hey, you're the person of the year looking. Then we're tweeting out what we're eating and we become so focused on ourselves that we stop doing what we used to do, which is rely on other people for solace and comfort. And there's a great um, study from, and I think you'll recognize this, San Diego State University, and I'll make it ring a bell in a second. It already rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Jean Twangy. Jean Twangy. And she's the one that looked at all this data that showed that if, you know, when it's the adolescents that were away from their devices more that were less likely to have those negative effects. Right. And maybe it's not what they're seeing on the devices. It could possibly be because the people who had less screen time were interacting with other people. Yeah, she makes the point that teen drinking is down, teen sex is down, teen smoking is down, and you say, oh, as a parent, geez, that sounds good. No, it's not good. These kids are shut in, and they're not leading their lives. You remind me with what you said about being me-focused, that uh, I was called into the principal's office when I was in high school to be reprimanded, and I, you just, like a light bulb just went off in my head. And the principal said, as he was lecturing me about, I guess, yours truly being me focused, he said to me, McDonald's, can you believe the commercial they're running? You deserve a break today. What kind of a self-centered, egotistical attitude is that conveying? I thought he was nutty. When he said it to me, when I hear you explain it, I feel a little different about it. Well, and it's also, Michael, but you mentioned about yoga. I mean, now even the most current day stuff is all, all, every self-help is to go into your own head. Yeah. Go into your own space. Right. Think about yourself. Right. Do you do you? It's not what we used to do, which was to rely on other people. And it doesn't matter that I'm not looking for days of old. It's what does the science say about what can help you? Because we're not as happy as we could be. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org healthy living. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Little trivia for you. There's a, a reference to Margaret Mead, the anthropologist in your book. Do you know where she's from? I don't. You do not know that she's a proud or was a proud Doylestonian. Um, how did she, Doylestown, Pennsylvania, where I was born and raised, how did she pinpoint the first civilization? Right. So meaning going back in time. Well, and, and sort of the idea of what the cavemen and those kind of people used to do. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody thinks that it's like the biggest cavemen and the brute, the people who are the most brutal. They're not the ones who end up, you know, excelling. Their survival of the fittest is not what Darwin said. He never said that, by the way. Other people said that about him. Darwin said it's the civilizations who end up having the people who who will survive the most, who are the most kind to each other. Right. And it makes sense, right? The cavemen that shared their meat are the ones that can rely on other people later on. She found proof of medical intervention and said, aha, this is when people first lived as a society or or in a civilization. Yeah. So in other words, and that's exactly the part in the book where, hey, we the earliest we can see people when they're using tools, they're using them to 
help each other. Okay, but Maz, can any of this be taught? Can any of this be acquired? Isn't this sure. all innate? Either you're a doer for other people or you're not. No, it's not true at all. Right. I mean, anyone who wants to improve on themselves can. There's lots of that. We actually have a prescription in the book for what you can do. Right. So you talked about the cure for this meanness is the, the meanness is the things you mentioned. So we have a we call a seven part sort of cure of the prescription of what to do. First one, start small. This isn't you don't have to change your job. You don't have to relocate. Start small by doing things that and, and this is, you know, what um, uh, Adam Grant who talks about the 100-hour rule. 100 hours a year in multiple countries has been shown to really change people if they are other-focused. That's 16 minutes a day, right? So it's- But look, in what form does this take? How, how am I? You. How am I going to be a giver 16 minutes a day? Anything you do. Whether it's, it's, it's constantly looking around, and that's one of the other things we talk about is be purposeful. Look around you. When you're walking around, what are the things you can do to focus on others? It's giving your seat up on the bus. It's holding the door for people. Those are the little things. Is this your 10-5 rule? Yeah, the 10-5 rule, right? So what is that? So the 10-5 rule is make this a rule for yourself. This is a purposeful thing you can do. That if you are ever within 10 feet of someone, you acknowledge their presence, and you're within five feet of people, you say hello. It was the rule at Washington and Lee Wait, where I went to school. 10 feet? If you're within 10 feet, just, you know, a nod. do the nod. Hey, how you, you doing? You acknowledge them. That's right? connection, right? Okay. If, if I'm within, within five feet. Say hello. That's the rule we have at my health system. I said hello to somebody at Wawa today in line behind me, six yeah. o'clock this morning. Th- that's being other folks. Is that part of my 16 minutes? Think about, yes. It was like think, 16 seconds. Listen, think about shining your light on other people. And those cumulative things will add up. And the data shows it has enormous benefit okay. when it does. Do I have to mean it? Well, you you TC, what are you, t- what are you, what are you laughing at, TC? Because TC's always like that. They, they, like, we leave here and there'll be a pe- person with a dog show. Oh, Poppy! Well, I, like, <laughs> TC, they don't want you touching their dog. Okay, Matt, Get away keep, from wait, that keep, person. Keep looking at the microphone, TC Matt, is just, a... Go ahead, TC. Ask your I, question. Like, I am sitting here thinking exactly what you said, Michael, of the two of us leaving the studio. And this is... You don't want to do this. You do not want to acknowledge other people. Well, don't make me out to be an ogre. I'm not going to fake it. You could do. You could find your 60 minutes in another way. But the point is, you said how can that's how you can start. No, to no, do no. It. But the point is that your point. The whole thesis of the book is, first of all, it's it's altruistic. It's a good thing to do right by other people. But what you're trying to convince me of is, hey, Michael, it's in your best interest. You want to live a longer life. Go do for more people. Um, TC is a great example. She is the, the example everybody, live anyone who knows her. Yeah, everyone thinks of her. Do you think <laughs> it, and let's talk about happiness. Do you think it's a coincidence that all the people you know that are the most other focused like TC are also the happiest? Those two is things she? always but, but go Maz, together. Or is she but faking Maz, it? I but, don't know. But Maz, you know how generous Michael is. He that's is. The thing. I am generous. It's a different I know. kind of generous. It is a different kind of generous and he just doesn't want to talk to other people. So and if that's he can so be generous okay. without well, talking to people, well, that would be question. His question is do you have to mean it and the answer is you sort of do your motives do matter it can't be the it can't be that the only reason why you're focusing on other people is the benefit for yourself it has to come from some area of caring but you can still there's still areas of faking right that still help Obviously, the other person still gets the benefit. If right, you're they're going to get. If I'm faking it, they're going to get the benefit. And of you, it. what you're talking about is acting. And so there's two different levels of acting. There's something called surface acting and deep acting. Deep acting is what every parent does when they've had a bad day. If you're a parent and you come home and you interact with your kids, you're going to put on a happy face because you're doing it with your kids. 
you're doing it from a, a position of caring, that deep acting will still have the impact on them and the impact on you, even though you're sort of acting, right? Pretending like you're upbeat and having a good time. So there is, it depends if it still comes from a position of caring. If the only reason why you're doing something is to meet your public service requirement for law 16 school. minutes, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're making me think in the book, anecdotally, there's a story about someone talking about going to end their life. Yeah. And all they were looking for was one person to give them the benefit of your 10-5 rule. Yeah, they said, if, if somebody, if one person smiles at me, I won't jump. That's, that's the note they found in the pocket. Um, on that same subject, the suicidal poets of the book stood out to me and I think makes your, your point. But you, you tell the story. So they, they, didn't, they analyzed, a, a paper analyzed the words of poets. And poets whose poems had more focuses to themselves, more I-focused, me-focused, have a higher rate of suicide, almost to the point where they can predict it. And so that's, you know, the idea of language really matters. One of the things I thought um, of you was when uh, we did an analysis, someone did analysis, we talk about in the book, of State of the Union addresses. And they looked at State of the Union addresses going way back into like the 1700s, going all the way through, and what they found was in the last 50 years, they decidedly went from having language that was other-focused to language that was self-focused and showing that progression to being a society that's me-focused. Okay, Maz, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to do this, but if I were, can I just write a check and cover my 16 minutes? Because after all, I'm doing for others. So if I, if I were an incredibly deep pocket uh, if I'm, and you quote him in the book, so I'll go there, Warren Buffett. Right. Uh, if I'm Warren Buffett, can I just, hey, I write a check and look, look what I did for other people. So I mean, if you can see the difference you're making, if the, if it comes from an area where there's the purposeful fact that you're doing it and you see that it's making a difference, then yeah, that will make a difference. You can do it. I mean, certainly there's people who make huge charitable donations. In fact, you often see that when people reach certain areas of wealth, that they really start becoming philanthropists because they want that warm glow of giving. Buffett is quoted in your book saying this. I know people who have a lot of money, but they get testimonial dinners and they get hospital wings named after them. But the truth is that nobody in the world loves them. If you get to be my age in life and nobody thinks well of you, I don't care how big your bank account is, your life is a disaster. Yeah, that's, I love that quote. So that's thinking about it from this perspective. It's connecting and helping other people that helps you. And if you don't think about the way you interact with people, you will not receive all these benefits. So there's a great study, and we talked about it in the last book as well, the Harvard Study of Adult, uh, of adult Development. And so the Harvard study is fantastic because it's the longest study, Michael, in history, as far as we can tell. It's been going on for 80 years. And in uh, way back in the 1930s, they look at 286 uh, people that go to Harvard. TC, it happens to be all men because that's all they had at Harvard at the time. Um, and then they take uh, Boston as well. And they follow them for the last 80 years. And they do tests on them every year. And they look at their psychological testing, um, medical testing. And what do they find? There's only one thing that is the biggest predictor that they'll be alive and happy and healthy in their 80s. And in, when they look at them through their 40s and 50s, it's not whether they have high cholesterol. It's not their hypertension or diabetes. It's how satisfied they are with the relations and connections around them. Or to quote George Carlin, as you do in your book, we buy shit we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. 
Yeah. Now, the question is, <laughs> does money buy happiness? That's a fair question. Like, come on, Maz. Like, you know, you can't say money right. doesn't matter, right? So it turns out uh, that money matters to a point. There's a, a 2,000 ton study done at Princeton, some controversy around it, but basically showed once you get above a certain income level, there's no connection between happiness right, and Right, but you got to get to that level. Got to get that level. Your that, basics are covered. And when that, when that came out in 2010, it was 75,000. Now it's probably adjusted as 90,000. But above that point, it doesn't matter. But there is a way to, to buy happiness with money. A little, to think about it like this, though. There is one aspect, which is if what you do is you spend it on other people. Then you get all the benefits we're talking about in this. And there's lots of studies that looked at that. Okay, Maz, I want to bring this full circle now back to the news of the day, sadly, and ask it this way. What about our kids? So so your book, by the way, is called Wonder Drug. You wrote it with Stephen Treziak, both of you physicians. Wonder Drug, seven scientifically proven ways that serving others is the best medicine for yourself. Maybe we can't get our kids to read it, but we want to impart to them the lessons. Can that be done? Of course. I mean, that's one of the things you want to do. In fact, one of the problems we have uh, is a study that looked at 33,000 young people across middle schools and high schools. They asked them, what do your parents value most? And their answer was accolades and achievements and then personal growth. It wasn't it wasn't until you got down the list. It was caring about other people. And that's one of the things we have to impart, that this is something that needs to be core of what we do because of the benefits that you'll get, including benefits in business. I'm not saying you walk around and you don't have to be, you know, uh, someone who is Aren't you a sap or a sucker if you're the one always giving everything away? No, no, no. So it's a good question. Now, you have to have some amount of self-interest or else you're a doormat, right? right? That's what Adam Grant would call it. Yep. But um, but you still – that's how you get ahead in business. They did a great study. It looked at MBA students, and they looked at them when they were at MBA school, and they classified their personalities, and they called it disagreeable if they were selfish and only looked out for themselves. They followed them for 14 years, and what they found was the way to the corner office was not those people with the disagreeable personality. It was the people that most helped and looked at other people. Because I think the mindset, the stereotype is you've got to be ruthless. You've got to be hardcore in, or, in order to succeed in business. Okay, and it's not true. Give it to me in 30 seconds. Somebody who just tuned in, tell me again, what's this all about? What's the thesis? Because the thesis is... That if you focus on other people, if you're kind, if you think about kindness and being giving more often in your life, you will receive benefits that have to do with your health, your mental health, your physical health. You will succeed more in business. You'll have a better career trajectory and you'll live longer. And it's backed up by data. This is not you just proselytizing. This is you saying, hey, Tresiak and I have looked at the scientific literature and we can document how it's in your best interest to, to be kind. Absolutely. And we give lots of examples of all the data in the book and stories that go around it. And I think, Michael, what, what you saw through the book is a lot of influence of you, right? Because we talk a lot about finding common ground. We talk about You're nice reaching to say out. that. So, I, don't, I don't deserve any of the credit. Maz, I wish you all good things with the book. It's called Wonder Drug. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.